Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dafa Shavua as we study Mesechus Yivamos Daf Kuf Bet Kuf Beis One O Two. I'm going to start to share today with something that's actually found on the bottom of Kuf Beis Amid Beis, and it's discussing uh, the Indian of shoes on Yom Kippurim. Now, the way we get into this conversation is the very long discussion which started in the Mishnah about what type of shoe is used for chalitza. But to make it halacha lamasa is a question that often comes to me about uh, shoes on Yom Kippur and on Tisha B'Av. Now, the halachas of Yom Kippur and Tisha B'Av are not exact, but we know that on Yom Kippur, a person is not supposed to wear what we say leather shoes. People will argue, but sneakers that are not made from leather or Crocs that are made from uh, plastic or they're even Naot, which is a very uh, famous brand in Israel that has their very comfortable version of Crocs with no leather. Those are more comfortable than leather shoes. You know, leather shoes can be very uncomfortable, especially if they're new. So the Gemara's conclusion, and it's the teaching of Rava, that there's no issue. There's no issue. Because Amale Rava, Rava says to Abaya, that the issue of Yom Kippur is not a question of comfort. And that's the position of Rava, which is against the position of Abaya. And that's how we pass in the halacha. If one wants to look it up, you can see in the Rambam, that's the way the Rambam calls the halachas of Yom Kippur, halacha Zion. As well as in the Shulchan Aruch, Archaim, Tough Ratio, Dalit, Sif, Beis. So it's not a question of comfort. Now, again, you would think that it is an issue of comfort because we say that we have Inuyim afflictions on Yom Purim. But the bottom line is the halach is that you're not allowed to wear what's considered to be your normal shoes. When it comes to Tishabav, there's even uh, some more flexibility. The uh, Mishnah Brewer points out that if a person needs to uh, go outside or if a person doesn't have um, other shoes aside from leather shoes, you could actually wear them. But you have to put in some dirt inside, which is a uh, showing you like some form of zecher, lechorban. So you're wearing your shoes, but you're putting in the sand. It's not necessarily, necessarily going to make it less comfortable, but it's a way of showing that you're not forgetting that it's tissue above. In fact, there's a famous story, get a little bit on a tangent, but there's a famous story of Ramosha Scherer, who was the uh, head of the Aguda movement. And he was told by Revaron Cutler to go meet the president, JFK. This was the early 1960s. And uh, this was on Tisha B'Av. And he felt that it was a very important issue that was going on for the Jewish people. And Ramosha Scherer says to... How am I going to go without uh, shoes, without leather shoes? You know, today, I guess you don't have the same uh, dress style. People could wear almost anything into the White House. So you have shoes that look like leather, maybe even sneakers that are popular today that are not made from leather. He also wanted to know about shaving. So, again, I'm not applying these halachas to Yom Purim. Maybe you would if it was Hasolos Nefashos, literally. And... Uh, 
Rav Kala told him to put sand into his shoes or put dirt into your shoes and you should wear leather shoes. There's also the issue of Kavadamalchus. And the shaving part, which is totally a sidebar, is very fascinating. He told him to shave even on Yom, even on Tishabov, even on Tishabov. And Ramosha Sherah says, it's a biography, in his biography, a wonderful biography, that um, he wasn't really so much concerned about shaving in front of JFK, but how would he look in Lakewood when he came back later in the day for Mincha and everybody would see him clean shaven. So obviously he did exactly as Rabbi Aaron Cutler told him to do. Well, we're going to spend most of our time today is on the Indian of whether a ger could be on a Besden, whether a convert could be on a Besden. Now, you have to keep in mind that we have nothing against people that convert. We love people that convert. In fact, I may have mentioned this in a different context. Someone once went to Rechaim Knievsky and asked whether he should marry a convert or can marry a convert. You know, people are very interested in yichus and all those types of things and resumes. And how about marrying a convert? So, Rukhain Knievsky did understand the question. Well, what should be the issue of marrying a convert? He said, if anything, it's an amazing thing because you're going to get a special mitzvah every single day of avas hager, not only loving your wife, but also loving a convert. How many people get to fulfill that every single day? What a beautiful idea. So we have many, many mitzvahs in the Torah. We're soon after Pesach, and uh, we know that our experience of being uh, lonely and being strangers in another land is repeated over and over in the Torah. We'll see this coming up in Parashas Kedoshim in a week or so because of our experience. It's supposed to make us more sensitive to other people's pain. Even if we didn't have pain, we'd still have to be sensitive to other people's pain. But Rabbi Salavetcher calls this the emphasizing of emotion. And there's special mitzvahs on the positive of loving a ger, and there's special prohibitions against afflicting a ger. <coughs> so anything that we're going to learn now is not meant to undermine it. But, you know, this is where we surrender to the halacha. If we're going to say that in certain situations a ger can't function as a dayan, as a judge. We say that a ger is not allowed to marry a woman who is divorced. A kohen is not allowed to marry a woman a divorce. It's not like we discriminate against kohanim, we discriminate against gerim. These are the halachas of the Torah. So what we discussed last week, and that's how you get into this discussion on the beginning of Daf Kuf Bez Omen Aleph, is we were discussing the requisite Bezdin for a Chalitza. So you need to have three. We also saw the role of the additional two. And you can't have a Ger be part of the Bezdin. So the Gemara starts today on our daf. Ger done is Chavero Devar Torah. So it doesn't mean that a Ger is automatically disqualified as a judge. He can judge his fellow Gerim. And this is based on psukim that we have in the Torah in Pashas Kitetse, Som Tasim Alech Melach. Now there's an interesting machlokas here between Rashi and Tosos. Rashi on Ger Donas Chavero says Dine Nefashos. That even when it comes to Dine Nefashos, life and death situations, a Ger could judge his fellow Ger. Tosos says Chas Shalom. Perish Bekuntris Hainu Dine Nefashos Ve'ein Nira. 
So he brings us back to a Gemara <coughs> that you remember, may remember it's a long time ago on Daf Mem Hey Amid Beis. But we're going to jump into the Halacha Lamaisa about what is the role of a Ger and a Bezdin and how this is extended to other areas of Halacha. I just wanted to add one thing as far as uh, what we call Avas Hager. The Rambam, very famously, if you know it, in Perik Vav, Hilchus Yom Tov, Halacha Yud Gimel, you could always remember 613, talks about the uh, need to take care of others uh, on Yom Tovim. That if you don't, then it's considered to be Simchas Kreso. It's Simcha of the belly and not Simcha of the self. The Mishnah Bura uses this Rambam and quotes the Rambam on the Shulchan Aruch in Hilchas Yom Tov, where the Shulchan Aruch says that you have to invite Gerim to a Yom Tov meal. He puts together Gerim, Yasam, and Almana. And it's interesting, why is a Ger often put together with a Yasam and Almana? And it's more or less spelled out in the Mishnah Brura that they all are Mari Ruach, people that uh, have somewhat of a bitter spirit because there's a tendency for them to be ignored, forgotten. Obviously, Yasam and Amana, we understand that, but even in the Ger, I mean, there's a special losas say not to remind the Ger that he was a Ger. At the same time, we need to know it's a Ger for a number of issues, such as what we're studying on our daf, such as marrying a Grusha, and I'd say even in the positive way to recognize their vulnerability even if they're not going to come out and say it. And that's what the Mishnah Bura talks about when it comes to Aniyim, and that's why he's comparing them, like poor people who are embarrassed to let anyone know that they're poor. And therefore, we have to actively go after them on the Yom Tovim. And when it comes to a Ger as well, Yom Tovim, and of course, the whole year as well. I want to start this last section by reading you three Rambams and an introduction letting you know that this topic that's found on Kuf Bez as far as the capacity of a ger to serve as a convert, is part of a much bigger discussion. Part of it's in Masechus Kedushin, and a lot of it is discussed today, Bizman Hazeb, when we know that there's something called Srara. It's a position of authority. Who exactly could have positions of we'll call it halachic authority. And this gets uh, very famously into a discussion of could you have a woman as a rabbi? It's making an assumption that a rabbi has some authority. Those who say a woman could be a rabbi obviously will say she doesn't have halachic authority or she doesn't have what's called srara. Another reason why a woman couldn't be a rabbi is also related to this discussion as her being a Dayan. But we're focusing today on a Ger. The analysis sometimes does overlap based on a Rambam in Hilchas Malachim, Perak Aleph, Halachas Dalet through Vav, but especially focusing on Halacha Dalet. And it's interesting that we'll see a couple of other Rambams. But let me read you the Rambam from Hilchas Malachim. It's, a, it's actually not the Rambam that's referenced on our page, but it's very relevant to this discussion. You can't assign a king from the Kahal of Gerim, from a gathering, from any group of Gerim, which means a, a Ger. 
And you're going to see the same sukkim that are used on the top of our Amud. Unless Shatia Imo Misra, unless he's a Jew, he's a Jewish mother. Rambam gives his psukim from, as we said before, Pashas Kitsetse. And then he says the following. This doesn't only apply to being a king, but it applies to all positions of authority. Now, what exactly is Sarara is a major discussion. We're not going to conclude it today, but it's worth considering. And the Rambam gives us some examples. Afilu, oh, he says, Lo um, he can't be the chief of defense. Lo sar chamishim osara sara, even of a smaller battalion of 50 or 10. Afilu mamuna al, even if the person is appointed over the water. Shemachalik mimena lasados, so the water commissioner. So this is extremely broad. In fact, there's a tshuva from the Tzitz Eliezer that maybe we'll get back to a little bit later, but let me just give you the reference. It's an amazing tshuva of the Tzitz Eliezer, who obviously is focusing on the part of the Rambam that says, Afilo Mamuna al Amas Hamayim, Shemachalik Menelis Sados. The Rambam actually continues, I should have mentioned it, Ve'en Sarach Lomer Dayon, O Nasi Shloyehe Elam Yisrael, that definitely he. Uh, convert can't be a Dayan or a Nasi, which is going to get back to our topic. So the Tzitz Eliezer in this Tshuva is discussing the issue of whether you could have a Gabai who is a Ger. Any position of authority based on the Psukim that we're seeing in this, uh, on this daf, it's Shailas Tshuva, Tzitz Eliezer, Chelek Yud Testament, Mepches, Yemicholon Lumnos Ger, Legabai Bebeis HaKnesses. And then he gets into other discussions. Now, the conclusion of the Tzitz Eliezer, just if we don't come back to it, is the answer is yes when it comes to Agabai, and hopefully we'll be able to explain the uh, logic. So that's one Rambam. Then we come into the Rambam in Hilchah Sanhedrin, Perik Beis Halachates, Bezdin Shel Shlosha. If you have a Bezdin of three, it's basically a Bezdin that deals with cases of Mamonas. But we're also going to say that it's a case, as we practice today, of where you have gerus. So you're now converting someone. You're converting a, uh, a non-Jew to be a Jew. It's, the Rambam just says bezin shalosha. He doesn't say bezin shalmamanus. Shaya echad mehen ger hareze pasul. So if you end up having, as uh, one of the three dayanim, according to the reading of this Rambam, one of the three dayanim on a conversion is himself a convert, then the Geiris is not going to be good. Rambam says, You have to have a mother who is Jewish. Okay, that's Rambam Hilchos Sanhedrin based test. Let's go to the Rambam Hilchos Sanhedrin Yud Aleph Yud Aleph. Hakok When it comes to Dine Mamanus, everyone is allowed. I feel a Ger, even a Ger. And then the Rambam says, as long as he has a Jewish mother. So this is a hard Rambam to read, because it says, HaKol Ksherim Ladun Dine Mamanos Afilu Ger, V'hu Shatia Imo Misrael. So why exactly would this person be a Ger? Now the Rambam goes on to discuss, V'ger Donas Chavero, 
Hager, he could judge his fellow convert, but this is discussing in Dine Mominus. Apparently not in Dine Nefashos, because the Rambam goes on to say, So the proper reading, that are appropriate for the Kahuna. So the proper reading of the Rambam, and if you look up this Rambam in Yudalif, Yudalif, you'll see that the right reading of it is that all individuals are acceptable to judge cases involving financial laws. And it says even a convert, provided his mother is a native-born Jewess, it must be discussing a situation where this convert has a Jewish mother. Now, how's that possible, that a convert has a Jewish mother? That's a great question. It's very difficult to read this Rambam. And the way that uh, some of the Akharadim end up reading this Rambam is that it's going to be an exception for Dine Mominus as long as there is acceptance from the individual who is being judged. There's a uh, great Rabbi Yonason Eipschitz wrote a parish on the Shulchan Aruch where this is discussed. Let me read to you from the Shulchan Aruch here. Linyan Din, when it comes to any judgment, Ger Kashal Adun Dine Mamanis, you could have a Ger rule Dine Mamanis, Vahusha Tehe Imo Misra. Avalim Ain Imo Yusra, Pasul Adun Esisra. But it's again the same type of thing that he's restating the Rambam. So what Rubionis and Ipshitz explains is when it comes to Dine Mamanis, if the people on the, 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 the parties who are litigating the case, if they are macabre, if they accept upon themselves the authority of all of the Dayanim, then the Geir, then the uh, Dine Mominus could rule. That's not going to apply in other situations. Now he raises the question, what, what does this mean? We have famous Geirim, Shemaya, Vavtalia, and according to the Rambam and his Hakdama, they are full Geirim, which means they didn't have a Jewish mother or a Jewish father. The how is it possible that they could officiate as part of the Besdin? So the Ram, the, the Rabbi Yonah Snipeshit says there's an exception which is based not on the authority that's granted to them by the people of the street, but that could be granted to them by a king or by the Reish Galusa or by the Nasi. Now, when it comes down to our day today, we assume that when it comes to Geras, all three are required to be Jews from birth. What ends up happening if you have two out of three? Because you do have a, a different opinion, which you find in some of the Rishonim and the Akronim, that you could have a minor of the majority. I don't mean a minor by age, but if you have one out of three is a ger, then at least by the gerus would be satisfactory if you have three judging a ger. And that has its sources as well. But it's not a lechachilah. Um, and it, these are big issues. These are sometimes splits, you know, in a community when someone argues. First of all, it's not a lechachila, but there has been uh, some major controversies about this that at least let Gerim convert Gerim, and anything less than that is considered to be some kind of discrimination. But based on the Rambams that we saw and the Shulchan Aruch, it's not going to be acceptable. What I will challenge you is to give me a good reading 
which I have to actually have, get a better reading of the Rambam Hilpa Sanhedrin Yud Aleph Halacha Aleph, and why the Rambam adds over there Shatia Imo Miyisro. One other piece that I wanted to point out, and then we'll come back to the Tzitzeliezer, is that Tosfos on our page, I already explained something from Tosfos, that if a person's father is a Jew, he could be appointed to positions of authority, even if his mother is not. So that would be a situation of a ger where the father, even though we do not follow patrilineal descent, but when it comes to yichus, we look at it from the father's side. Obviously, this person has to be a convert in order to be valid himself, but this would be even, according to Tosfos, at least in Dine Mominus, in financial realm, we wouldn't go beyond that. Just having a Jewish father in this one case would be enough to establish Dine Mominus that a person who's a convert could be sit on a Besdin if his father is a Jew. Maybe this would apply to Gairus as well. It obviously wouldn't apply to Chalitza, as we've seen, and it wouldn't apply to the uh, Malchus as well, where you would require both the mother or the father. Now, in the Shulchan Aruch, just to show you how this comes down to Halacha, and it's not in the Rambam, but the Shulchan Aruch and Koshim Mishpat Hilchus Dayanim Simon Zion Sif Aleph says, Bezdin Shal Gimel Shahaya Echad Mehem Ger, then Pasul La Dunbi Ella Imkain Haisa Imo O Aviv. So he has the word, unless it's his mother or it's his father. So in this situation, then in, at least in Dine Mominus, we would allow. Dine Mominus, again, are the typical financial situations that take place. When it comes to judging another convert, then a convert is allowed to sit on a Besden. So that is going to be the conclusion of the analysis of the Rambam, as well as the Shulchan Aruch. What uh, the Tzitz Eliezer says in the Gabai case, so he doesn't say it's not Srara straight out, but he says that, first of all, you could have the consent from the people. He follows that view. People want him to be the Gabai. Number two, <clears throat> we're dealing with a situation where you also could lean that on the opinion that two out of three works. And now, I would read, you know, I'm no greater than obviously the Tzitz um, Eliezer, but I would say that maybe this is not Srara. A Gabai is appointed at will, he could be fired at will, and it's not necessarily a position of authority especially if there's uh, other people that could overrule him. And that gets us into the whole discussion of what Sarara is. Have a great week of learning. We covered a lot today, and there's a lot more to be discussed. I just want to add one piece to the shir. I was uh, spending more time in that Rambam in Hilva Sanhedrin, Yud Aleph, Yud Aleph, and I'll, I'll tell you, I think, the right way to read it. HaKok Sherim Ladun Dine Mamanus. Everyone could... Judge Dine Mominus, which means every Jew, every male Jew, assuming Shatia Imo Misra, which is the definition of a Jew, and Afilu Ger, even a Ger, who, when it comes to Dine Mominus, does not have either a Jewish mother or a Jewish father. And that's not the way the Rambam is written, but I think it's the right understanding. The Rambam is written, Hakok Sherem Ladun Dine Mominus, Afilu Ger, 
So the Vahushati Imam Yisrael does not go on the Vafiluger, it goes on Hakol Kshera. Okay, so again, have a great week, and that should put everything into order.